What is up, guys? And welcome back to the Rags to Richards podcast, episode number eight, I think. Yes, correct. So, sorry we had a bit of a blip in the schedule. We've had an insanely few hectic weeks. Um, but today, like no other, we have a very special guest. Sorry to keep repeating that, but everyone uh, I've spoken to has been uh, very interesting, to say the least. Um, today is um, exactly the same. Um, someone, again, who's had an incredible journey, someone who's gone from zero to hero. Actually, in this sense, very much a hero in uh, the amount of help they're doing for people in need. Um, he created the first Sri Lankan-based YouTube comedy channel all the way back in 2005, maybe, very a long time ago. Um, he worked for YouTube for eight years and now runs a global toilet paper company. How cool is that? So without further ado, Jehan, are you there, my friend? I'm here. Thanks so much for having me on, Richard. I don't know... Um if I'm worthy of your podcast, but I'll do my best. I'm excited to talk. <laughs> do you know, something tells me this is going to be one of the best, but um, we'll see. <laughs> Once it goes live, I'll give you the data and we'll see how many downloads we get. <laughs> so, um, quite the introduction there. I mean, you've you've done quite a lot, uh, quite a lot in your life. Um, I mean, from what I've said, uh, you've achieved quite a lot. And you've worked with some quite well, when I say quite, I mean very well-known people. Now, a lot of people might listen and think, oh my God, that's amazing. But like if we took your took yourself back like 10 years ago, was any of that even in your brain at the time? Like, where were you? Yeah, so uh, t- uh, 10 years ago, I was just about to, I, I knew that I was interested in, in a couple of things. I was like, my kind of, in my head, I had this Venn diagram. It's like, all right, I, I love engineering and and like tech and that kind of world and i knew that was a big interest i love entertainment and and um and media i knew that was a big interest and i was really interested in business and um and building things and i kind of had this that's basically what i had i'd I'd figured out um what i was interested in which actually is a lot of people take a while to figure that out um that took me a while as well I, I didn't really know that was just through growing up and what my essentially what my parents had introduced me to is how I discovered that Venn diagram um and so yeah. about 10 years ago I had that I had like okay I'm kind of interested in these three things and I'd love for my career to be you know bouncing around within these three within this Venn diagram maybe it'll be perfectly in the center maybe it'll be it'll be like in one of the circles but as long as I'm somewhere here um, I'll be fulfilled and I, I I'll be I'll be happy um, and I think that that's where I was about 10 years ago and I apply and I saw a job that was at YouTube um, uh, and uh, and I was like hey that kind of definitely fits this Venn diagram it's like tech based it's media and there were this was 10 years ago YouTube so it was like really early t- early days for YouTube where they were just figuring everything out they were probably um, you know at the do or die moment of Google had just bought them and sh- sh- would they sell them off or would they actually figure this business out so it was also like the business side of it and I kind of threw my hat in the ring and started my my career at YouTube um, and yeah that, that's where I was and, and um, it, it was kind of like a fun ride mm-hmm. so I mean do you, was this um sorry i just kind of picked a number then said 10 years but you know you creating your own youtube channel and kind of being the first 
Sri Lankan based comedy YouTube channel. Was this this before then? Yeah, so I mean, a lot of this happened in parallel, and you know, having listened to your other guests, I feel like a lot of them have this like everything's kind of happening at once, and then they、mm. kind of figure it out as they go. That's certainly the case for me. So I think if I was to zoom all the way back,、um, the the big things that happened for me、uh, were really like things that I, I'm just grateful for what my parents did. Like first of all,、uh, my parents introduced me to Lego.、Uh, it sounds really basic, but I just was just like blown away by building stuff, and that、mm-hmm. basically led led me to engineering.、Um, my dad. Uh, was in Singapore Airport one day and was trying to buy uh, uh, what he thought was like a, a, a digital photo camera, but got swindled by like the salesman into buying a digital video camera, totally overpaying,、um, and brought it home. and And that was something I was blown away with again, and that kind of led me into the media and and, and comedy side. and、mm. uh, And on the bi- on the business side, that's just something my my,、um, my dad is.、Um, Uh, professor of business and something I'd, I'd always heard around the house. So those are、yeah. kind of the things that you know early days I was messing around with, and、um, so the the YouTube stuff,、um, as in creating my own YouTube channel, it it started by、uh, getting this present、mm-hmm. of a video camera,、um, being the typical、uh, you know I think I was probably. Seventeen at the time, typical kind of seventy-year-old boy is like in charge of all the video equipment at home. Like, hey, if there's anything happening, it's always like the that kind of person who's like filming it or whatever around the house. So that was me, and I was just like amazed by this. So we started making little films and stuff. This was probably like in the nineties,、um, before there was YouTube, before there was anything, and we we're just making them for fun, and、mm. we'd like play them, play them at family parties and things like that. And then I started my YouTube channel. I, I think it was、uh, maybe 2005,、uh, which was like super early days for YouTube.、Mm. I don't think I don't think Google had even bought them yet. They were just like this random website that you could upload to. And I was like, hey, this is cheaper than me paying for for my own web web space. And I started putting the videos up there, and、um, and it was a hodgepodge of stuff. It was just whatever I thought was interesting. Um, mm. So it was everything. Everything from、um, I think one of my early videos was it was basically stuff that I liked. So I liked the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So I made like a, a kind of parody of that. I like、uh, um, I like brothers. So I made a, nothing made sense. It was just basically stuff I、yeah. liked. And then I kind of hit on this thing of like、um, the the Sri Lankan stuff where I I there was. This is much later. This is probably now 2010. There was that meme called "shit people say."、Um, uh, it was like th- that started around that time, and、um, right. I just I just saw that, and for I separately had an idea to make a video of like、um, classic things that Sri Lankan mothers say, like a c- completely different idea, and I、yeah. I had it kind of written. And this meme came along, and I made I made、um, <laughs> shit Sri Lankan mothers say, which was like a just a, a, honestly I, I thought nothing of it. Put it out, went to sleep, got up in the next morning, and I had a million views, and I was like, holy,、really? holy crap!、Um, first of all, I didn't realize there was like so many people that would relate to that, and it was like every,、mm-hmm. Sri Lankans, obviously, you know, everyone across the subcontinent, and and then everyone like South Americans, like a lot of people kind of found that 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 video worked, and then from there I was like, hey, maybe. There's something here, and I just started、um, making. 
making Sri Lankan based <laughs> comedy for a long mm-hmm. time and it was speaking to the um, mainly like the expats around the world um, who kind of had a similar experience to mine um, and that was a fun journey right. built up a, about 100,000 subscribers which by today's standards is like tiny in YouTube land but you know I was quite quite proud to get there some years ago um, and um, it, it, was, it was amazing and then I kind of wound that down actually I felt like I really told I told all the the jokes I'd really covered that from all the angles I, I thought um, and I kind of moved on to other things but it was just an, an amazingly fun journey to, to to build up a channel and really discover like how connected everyone is through things like YouTube yeah so it was never like um, I mean it, it's it was always just a love and a passion it was never really okay I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna continue and maybe make money from it and build it like that it was just like oh this is look it's doing well you just kind of putting the content out there and you with it sounds like you wound it up and you had that many subscribers it most people would be like damn like i'm doing well and <laughs> i'll take it to the next level you know because going from like 100k to the next milestone is where you can really make a living from that kind of thing you know i, I guess you were maybe still making a bit of money from it at that point were you did yeah, it have a- yeah um, I think at its peak, uh, it was never like a huge like social no. company. It was, um, you know, at its peak, like you know, still in the you know in the hundreds of dollars a month kind of range. Like it was never massive for me. Um, you know, I mean that that this is remember YouTube at the a much earlier stage before a lot of the advertising and stuff like really kicked in. Um, so the viewership was there, the audience was there, but I felt like I'd really, I'd really. Um, covered that kind of material and I think I'd, I'd, it had run its course and I, I knew from the outset I was never like set out to be like a big um, famous comedian whether it be YouTuber or, or whatever that was never a goal for me it was more just like I wanted to make things that I, I found hilarious and mm. I thought it was a great way to connect other people and it really I, I was reading the comments was the best bit like you would find people who say things yeah. like you know I'm homesick and I'm studying abroad and this video makes you think of home and family and uh, uh, it sounds super cheesy to like say it in those terms but it was it was much more about that and I'm not gonna lie I love it when a video like blows up and gets a million views or whatever it may be like that's like the craziest ride it's so much fun when that happens but I always thought of it as like a, a, a privilege that would happen along the way rather than the end goal I think that's the way to be because I mean in today's world from what i can see it's just it's everyone's kind of in it or if you're jumping into youtube now people are in it for the for the virality you know they're Mm -hmm. they're just hoping for that one video and cool like i guess everyone is but if you listen to a lot of the people who have had that one video that went for a million views or five million views they're just doing it um, as like a passion it's not because they want that one video and suddenly they'll make money you know and it just comes from the heart um, yeah I, I, I don't know if you've seen I would advise anyone who's thinking about YouTube in particular to watch PewDiePie's most recent upload I think it's like a day or two ago it's called um, Addressing the Rumours which is just kind of like a, a, a kind of ironic clickbaity title but he kind of yeah. talks about how he's gone back to making gaming videos and this guy's like at the time of yeah he's like at 99 million subscribers he's about to hit 100 million subscribers as an individual which is bonkers but he talks about this very thing about like going through the stages 
initially kind of what I was talking about as well, which is like just doing something you love, which is for him making gaming videos, then having to like find something fresh and different and pivot the channel into like commentary and meme review and all that kind of stuff. And now coming back to gaming and he's doing Minecraft videos again. And, and he talks about how fulfilling that is. And he talks about how like, it's very rare to get things going where you love making the content. It's actually popular with the audience. The ad revenue is there and he's kind of found that again, but mm -hmm. it's a great, it's a great like looking backwards lessons to be learned video that I, I think like anyone whether it be youtube or anything like could could learn a lot from it i'd highly recommend that video i'll give that one a watch myself i thought um it's interesting to me i mean doing youtube a bit myself now and just you can easily get pulled into the fact like okay what is the audience wanting to see what are the comments and you know and you can you can go away from um, what is in your heart and what you just want to make rather than what is a fans wanting at the time because if you just go to that then you can your content could change every month and then again that makes it harder for YouTube to pick up on what do you do you know if you stick to your one niche like you had your niche it may only have a certain amount of content you can drag it out but it works in your favor really you're doing something you love and YouTube picks up on what your niche is and Again, it helps now. The YouTube algorithm really picks up on that. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but it's true what you say about the, the comments and like, it's amazing that you can have that dialogue with your audience. But I think like, um, I, I would advise anyone that's, 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 you know, on that path to, to know how to best use that feedback, because it's, it's kind of a weird spectrum of people. It's like the people mm -hmm. at the limits. It's like, they absolutely love this and so they're giving you like the the best feedback ever or they absolutely hate it and <laughs> and, uh, and they're not um and so you know you have to remember you're looking at the, like the 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 spectrum the, the the ends of the spectrum there a little bit um and so uh it's 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 tempting to kind of tie your your happiness to like what those things are saying but it's totally the wrong way to do it yeah makes sense i mean so as that um so how did it did this next point in your life merge so you were still running your youtube channel as you kind of then applied for youtube yeah so um so to to the the uh the, the kind of timeline is i um started my youtube channel just on my own uh just for fun uh it was pretty tiny for a long long time like you know multiple years um and it started to, to, to grow um, just organically at around the same time that I uh, um, saw this opportunity to work at YouTube and um, threw my hat in the ring, uh, got the job, moved from Australia to um, LA, which is where the, where the job was. And also I was in LA, so I was like, hey, this is a great place to make videos. Plus I know zero people here in, in LA, so this could be a good way to like make friends. And, um, and that was kind of, the hand in hand. So I was working at YouTube uh, by day and then, um, you know, had no friends. So basically coming home at night and making <laughs> YouTube videos um, and the channel was growing at the same time. Uh, it was like a crazy, like YouTube 24 seven period of my life. I've got one question, which other people might be thinking. Um, working at YouTube, did it give you any, I wouldn't say advantages, but did it give you like, lessons that you're like shit man uh, now it's given me a boost or something you read lessons learned whilst working there that helped your channel 
Um, nothing, uh, no like kind of secret sauce or like this is how the algorithm works or anything like that. Like, um, I was far away from like the technical side of YouTube and, and, and it was nothing like that. It was, if anything, it was just like being in it day to day. And like, I kind of was watching as nature part of the job was watching a lot of YouTube and seeing what was working and that would give me creative inspiration. Um, But, but nothing, uh, there was no kind of like inside track to that at all. Um, other than just, I, I guess I probably had like a, I was close to the chatter of like, oh, this thing, this is like an interesting thing coming up or that's an interesting thing coming up, but that's kind of public anyway. Um, so not really, just more of a mindset thing. And I was kind of like in it and I, I just helped me kind of stay focused on it, if anything else. Yeah, but kind of in a creative world all the time, I get, I bet it, plays on your mind a lot right especially if you're creative yourself oh yeah i i, I actually think like um so the nature of the job at youtube just to explain to people yeah. was, was help them invest in channels and invest in in content on the platform so i was part of the team that um uh, was was funding a lot of content on youtube and this is the early days where we were trying to really build up the ecosystem um yeah that evolved over time into um, more more like traditional like investing in single shows but at the, the very start it was just like trying to get channels up and running on youtube um so um so you would be hearing pitches all the time you would be like learning um what was working and trying to like you know disseminate that information with everyone um and i think the being in that position it's super handy to actually be making youtube videos yourself um and kind of like eat, eat, eat your own dog food kind of mentality it was you need to be able to do that to be able to actually talk the talk and walk the walk yeah that's that's super interesting so one question i have from that is you making everything yourself so tell me the process were you editing were you shooting were you doing everything oh yeah it was it was um uh pretty much a one-man <laughs> operation one man band. um um I definitely had friends that uh, would help me with the creative side of it. So I had a lot of WhatsApp threads being like, hey, do you think this is funny? And like pitching right. ideas and sending scripts. So there was a lot of like uh, joke writing by uh, uh, WhatsApp group <laughs> that, that went on. Um, and now I kind of get a list of jokes. Uh, I have an, an idea that I would kind of pitch to some friends, get a list of yeah. jokes, uh, probably go home and write the script, send that out to like a few friends that I that had similar sensibilities get a script going and then typically it would be me and and like um maybe one or two others that would um would 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 shoot would be in the video itself in particular uh there's one of my friends his, his name's Sanushka who's been in the, the majority of like the biggest videos on my channel he and I are kind of like the the duo if there is a duo of the of this channel yeah. uh, and it would be, it'd be great to work with him on anything possible, but we were kind of in two different countries. So it'd be him shooting stuff and sending it to me and me editing it together. Um, so that that was kind of a very loose structure that we had, like totally distributed, uh, all online, all scrappy. And, um, and then I would like shoot, edit, um, uh, post, do it all kind of myself. Um, I did explore like trying to get an editor and doing some of, some of that like outsourcing mm. stuff. But it, it ended up being like not much of a time saver um, in the end. Um, and so I didn't really go down that path. Um, 
and because the nature of the videos I was making was like hugely um, um, edit intensive and like with comedy, it's you know you know this yourself. It's like the timing and the the angles mm. are so critical. It's not like a uh, you know if I was doing like a, a an interview show where it's a little bit more yeah. um, s- simple to edit that I could have outsourced. Um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely like a, a one man show for for the vast part of it. Um, plus friends it's, with it's, it's cool to see and cool to hear because. Um, I, I try and encourage people, um, you know, who are trying to make their own videos and, and stuff. They're always like, oh, I could use, they can go on Fiverr and stuff and get editors for cheap and stuff. Yep. But you yep. learn, you literally learn so much. And it's not only about oh, just yeah. learning. It's not about just like learning, but it's, it, it's like a process of building yourself. If you jump all of these hoops, like you don't really learn editing, you don't really learn to write a script, you don't really learn to shoot. You don't become the full product, I don't think. Or it takes a lot longer for you to get to where you want to be. The reason I say this is because I didn't know, like since I've started doing stuff in Hindi and little creatives here and there, I've just been thrown into the deep end when it comes to editing. And I would write a script and stuff. And I've been thrown in the deep end when it comes to shooting because I'll have a script. So I'd be like, yeah, this is this works. And then the, I'll be ready to shoot and I'll have someone helping me. And I'll be like, oh, wait a minute. This doesn't work when it comes to setting the camera up, right? It's not as simple as, oh, this guy <laughs> says this and this guy says this. You just have to, there's so much more. And I, it's hard to describe, you know, when I come home and my girlfriend says, how does, how did it go? And I'm like, yeah, well, the, the script I showed you that was great. Yeah, we couldn't work on that, you know. <laughs> and you just don't—you just don't know this before, unless you learn these skills, right? And I, I wonder if you ever came across that, or lots of uh, a learning curve for you with that. Yeah, definitely, and I—I I totally agree. With, like, kind of in in everything, really. Like, there's. Uh, if you're trying to trying to do something, trying to build something, whether it be a YouTube channel, a business, um, whatever, I, I think like you really have to start as as like doing it all yourself before you can um, get other people involved, um, because you just learn. It's just a way to learn, and I think even like the, the best managers have kind of come up through the ranks and know how to do the jobs of the people they're managing um, the best. Um, you know, the the best uh, people always come up through the ranks. I think and like. It's it's difficult to, to really be a master of something unless you've come up from the the very the very bottom. Um, so totally, and and there's a learning by um, many many mistakes. Like uh, and I still and I kind of like it's also like with um, with something like YouTube, you can kind of embrace that and like uh, if you mess something up or you totally forgot something, you can kind of add it on to the end or like have a little thing over the video and explain it and just kind of like roll with it. Um, so you also need a mentality of being like just willing to, to mess up um, and, and a low fear of failure. Yeah, I mean, just one thing I'll, I'll try and track back to what you said, I found it very interesting. And I kind of, uh, I think this is similar to a lot of people I've interviewed on this podcast, right? Is that, and maybe you didn't think about it much when you announced it, um, but you said how you had run your YouTube channel for a few years, God knows, maybe one, two, three years before it even started to pick up. Yeah. And a lot of the people I've interviewed, it's like, 
yes, everyone sees them in this prominent position working with these celebrities, blah, blah, blah. But no one sees that three, four, five years of doing the same thing or really just trying it with no, uh, nothing happening kind of. But these oh, people yeah. are still not disheartened. Like if we said to you at the start and it went back and you said, right, Jehan, you're going to be doing this YouTube thing for three years and nothing's going to happen. You just still kept <laughs> going, you know, that's the difference. Yeah, I, I think um, uh, progress definitely helps. Um, it, it's, I'm not going to lie, um, I, but I think it's a sense of like expectations. Like my expectations when I started my YouTube channel were basically yeah. zero. Um, I, I really was like, hey, I'm just going to do this for fun. And I think it's funny, my like my best friends think it's hilarious. The, the like the 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 other ten people I've shown think it's great. That was more than enough, um, and that was kind of the the whole thrust behind it. Um, and so it, it is very different to someone that's pursuing this as like a you know a career where there's like some a lot more sense of you know self attached to it. It's a different spectrum. Like if I felt like in uh, if I was like I don't know in a in a, in a job and not getting a promotion for years and years and years and years that you you do feel that frustration but with a creative endeavor i think like um uh there, there should be a lot more latitude to just like letting it find itself and like giving it yes. the time to figure it out you say that but it's today the biggest problem i think with people in the creative world is delayed gratification you know saying right. to someone saying to, like youtube is just much harder now it's so mature yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. it's full and you know it's hard to get in a niche and to even think of something good you can put something really great out and you can kind of get nowhere in a year and yeah. that's that's hard for people you know but this is why i always say just do something that you really love like what you were saying is it didn't really matter that much. You just, this is what you love doing. It was funny. You didn't really care. Yes, you get progress and that gives you a boost. But if I had said, oh, Jan, yeah, you, this might not pick up at all for like two or three years. I'm guessing by the sounds of it, you'd have still kept going because you'd be like, well, it doesn't really matter. Oh, I was having a ball. Like I, I was, yeah. it was like, if you, if you look at the videos we were making, <laughs> <laughs> they made no sense. It was just everything. We tried animation. We tried, um, you know, talk shows. We had a radio show for a little while, and we were just, nice. just kind of, uh, and posted that on YouTube. Um, it was really just the fun of making it was the thing, yeah. and posting it and letting other people see it was just like upside. I think like um, if the fun is in making it, you can just make it for as long as it remains yeah. fun. Um, and it doesn't really matter. Like I, I think, like sometimes there's a gr the grind of it. Like like the the up and coming YouTube thing. It's like got a good daily. Got to got to try and um, you know like sort of a um, that pressure that takes us on how to keep the thing in the first place. Um, that uh, that leads to people kind of like uh, needing that instant gratification. Um, but you know, it, it it really depends as well. Like what what the, the total life feature looks like. If it's, you know, if you have something else that you can, you know, that fulfills you, it's so much easier to like yeah. start these things on. And that's another thing I kind of noticed, like for me at least, I've always had like a lot of things just going at once because I find them all really interesting. And um, 
and at some point in this it becomes the main thing and the other things take a back burner or, or and then over time they switch um and and something we haven't talked about is this my, my current pursuit is in a you know equally random field of uh we're selling toilet paper online uh this is like a social enterprise we sell toilet paper online uh give 50% of the profits to build toilets it's called who gives a crap it's growing like crazy it's super fun and it's been like while at youtube while making a youtube channel it's been something i've uh, i started with um an amazing set of people who have really you know grown their company and i've been involved along the way while doing these other things and now it's like um something that i'm i'm like full time working on um and so that's just like a, a another thing which is like i think you get longevity out of having like a number of things going at once because uh you know you're not as 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 strapped to having this one thing has to work no matter what some people would say the opposite there some people would say you know stop spreading yourself too thin <laughs> you know really concentrate on something you love and go at it if it doesn't work look you're still young you can try again but there are personalities yeah. out there like you who you can you know everyone can do it you see not everyone has the capacity to be able to have their hands in so many different pies right yeah i think the, the the main thing for me is like most of my endeavors have been like with others this toilet paper business is with a, a, a group of um co-founders that um you know Uh, we've been amazing super smart motivated amazing mm-hmm. set of people the youtube thing has been with a set of friends who have are like minded and, and and um and so like having that kind of group dynamic for me has been something that's made it both fun to do and mm-hmm. um has allowed me to like it's not just on me each one um which is a, a very personal thing like that's i think different for everyone um but you know if i look back like saying yes to stuff and doing more stuff has always been I've never regretted that. It's like, hey, you know, like I literally got a call like, do you I'm thinking about this toilet paper thing. Because it gives a crap. Uh are you interested in like figuring this out? And I'm like, yes. And that that was like an instant, yes, let's do this. Um, you know, uh, hey, I saw this job at, at YouTube when you apply. I'm like, yeah, why not? Um I've never yeah, so I did like you yes to stuff. Did you um so I'll just ask those two questions like with the YouTube thing did someone show you the job or did you find it at the time and were you looking um i uh i wasn't looking for a job i i was clicking around and saw uh and saw that there was um some opportunities at youtube and um someone from a previous place i'd worked at sort of um had posted it saying hey check out this job and i was like yeah um i was in that network and i was like yeah let me let me go and apply it wasn't like sent to me in particular it was like a broadcast um so that one i i just it was just uh i just it had was my meant ears to be. <laughs> yeah i just had my ears open I, <laughs> um and feel fortunate for that and the, and the toilet paper thing equally fortunate just like had it had um through previous ventures that didn't go anywhere had met like a really good group of people and they reached out to me with this toilet paper thing when it was at the like i have an idea stage and i was like yes i'm in and, so what did um, they need you for like what what did they want to bring you on as um d- just uh with uh, the the co-founders of the toilet paper <laughs> business uh three of us myself um a guy named Simon who I'd worked on a few other ventures with 
um, and, a, and a guy named Danny, who's a, a product expert from the US. Um, Simon was the one who phoned me with this and we had worked on previous ventures before. And so we had a good um, uh, working kind of relationship and we complemented each other's kind of thinking. Like I was very, you know, I could build models and have the business strategy stuff. And he was very good at like thinking um, outside the box and, and so there was, I think it was like complementing a set of skills is like the high level thing that I was brought on to do. Plus, like, I just like doing crazy sh- shit and annoying. So I think it's kind of a mix of like, hey, willing and able, I guess. Um, at the very start, it's just, that's it. And then over time, we, you know, I've become more at, uh, at who gives a crap I'm now looking after strategy and growth and it's much more more formal and, and structured but the early days it was hey this person's like a someone that's willing to try and put, put some effort into new things and um let's, let's ask him and i was like yes it was literally like yes straight straight away we, oh, that's we, good i think we were at a cafe um and the idea came up and we got the check and went across the road to the supermarket and started looking at toilet paper pricing and it was just an instant thing it was it's hilarious Sometimes I think you have to just take the opportunities as they come, you know, kind of without thinking about it too much. Yeah, that, that's been that's been my experience. Um, and the only other piece of advice has been something my dad has always told me, <laughs> which is like his kind of like philosophy on everything is like anything in life can be achieved with a combination of hard work and charm is like, just hard work is just never going to be enough and yeah. just being charming is never going to be enough but if you can if you can do the two things together you, you can achieve anything and i'm like oh man that's the goal <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a good that's- philosophy you know i was going to say like i've said to all uh, the people i've interviewed you know do you walk around um with with any quote in the back of your head maybe from a philosopher maybe from someone you look up to and what what do you keep in the back of your mind at all times? I guess you've just answered it before I could. You maybe have something else. Um, that that's my main one, to be honest. That's like I, I, it's so it's it's like so true. I found it to be said. The people that I think are awesome and are on my A list of like people I would go to have that, um, and the people that are just one or the other uh, can get you places but not like the ultimate um that so that's ultimate that is that is that is definitely one if, if there was another it would be this kind of like saying yes mentality which is like very kind of cliche but i've just looking back i've never regretted um saying yes to stuff um and then the third one is is just like i kind of have a mantra of like i just want to spend my time you know on this earth doing stuff that i feel is like fun and important um mm. and so youtube uh, I, I career at youtube i feel like at that time especially was like a very important thing to be building um from the point of view of like it's giving people a voice it's like an open no gatekeeper platform for anyone to get started whether it they be like a somebody wanted to do sri lankan comedy like like myself or somebody um who is trying to you know do something massive like get get information out about a oppressive government or what, whatever it may be like I mean, it's like a they, those kind of there was um there's something important about that um no gatekeepers world um and it's immensely fun um and then 
toilet paper, like uh, the, the philosophy at Who Gives a Crap is, you know, we want to make products that look good, feel good, and do good. And, um, you know, like over 2 billion people in the world don't have access to a toilet. And we feel like by working on this problem and donating towards that cause, we can really help those people. And, and so it's, it's, it, it matters from that point of view. And like the idea of like running a global toilet paper business is hilarious and makes zero sense. And like, it's automatically fun. Like just saying that you're a toilet paper entrepreneur is just like, it's so, so, it's so stupid and it's so amazing. So it's like, it's fun. Yeah, but it's, it's probably the greatest icebreaker in the world, right? I make toilet paper. <laughs> you yeah, can speak hilarious. to anyone in the world and you just use that as your first, like, instead yeah, of hello, you can just go, hi, I make toilet paper and you're in. <laughs> toilet paper salesman. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's been, that's been a, another important um, mantra. Like, if you know, I just want to work on things that are important and fun. Um, and those two things together, like, is a very powerful combination. Mm. Um, and um, e- even like making YouTube's on video, uh, making videos on YouTube. Um, there's, um, it's obviously fun, and I felt like it wasn't important in a change the world importance point of view. But I got a lot of satisfaction out of hearing how it helped people who are homesick. How it's it the same people. thing, you know. Um, there's something to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Do- helping people does not always have to be on such a scale that you're at now you know with um who gives a crap which is like a stepping stone or a bigger one but you are still like adding to people's lives in a good way that's why that's how i see comedy you can do a 20 second video and you can have a million people watch it and so all of them loving it and you've you've genuinely added to people's lives that's where i see it yeah that's Um, why i could never do that's why i would never do drama it's just like makes makes people too sad (laughs) like why would i want to make a thing that makes someone like cry and sigh yeah man i know i'm big into comedy (laughs) now same here i love comedy i I am not a comedian like you but uh i I love the art and i listen to a lot of stuff around and i i agree with you kind of fits into that um there's there's a certain like um you you i think you're giving something positive to the world um yeah it's a it's a great instrument um so that that's kind of those would be my three to answer your question is like uh, hard, uh, uh, work hard and be charming is my dad's advice right. just say yes is like your cliche instagram <laughs> advice that you see everywhere and um for me personally i've found like i, I would just want to spend my time doing things that are important and fun and if i can do that um i'll be happy um that's that's kind of my my three things if if anyone uh, finds them useful i hope they do no i'm honestly those three are great and i was gonna say We'll wrap it up there, but one thing just sprung to mind. I want you to just maybe quickly go through it because I'm I'm going to link people to this um, when I put this podcast up. Um, not everyone knows this, but you did a top proposal to your wife that went viral. <laughs> <laughs> and as you told me earlier, you had TV stations offering to pay for your whole wedding, which is amazing. <laughs> now, I think people want to know what did you do and i mean people will probably watch it right if you give me the link um but you can maybe explain what happened sure so um so i um my i I wanted to propose to my wife um and um i for whatever reason i was like you know what 
once in a lifetime opportunity. I'm just going to go for it and do something like big and crazy. And so the basic idea was take all the things that she loves and combine them into like one kind of like performance outside her house. And so the things she loves are everything from Mickey Mouse. So we had like a huge um, contingency of like, I think, eight. Mickey Mouse like jumbo size Mickey Mouse costumes it was all her friends and family and my friends and family dancing in it uh, she loves Beyonce so there's Beyonce music uh, she she loves Rajnikanth for the for the Indian fans out there so there's some music from him from his movies uh, the fresh prince of bel-air like all these things and i kind of combined them all into this like sing song proposal dance thing which um the link will be in the description um and it 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 um i think buzzfeed picked it up and mm. wrote some article like guy combines all his girlfriend's favorite things to com- to propose and then it like went crazy um and uh we were interviewed by like you know the the morning shows in australia and they were like hey well, why don't we why, why don't we cover your wedding and i was like oh, that'd be hilarious can you imagine if um if i had to say my vows and then like drop in a paid promotion spot for some <laughs> so, so some. did you not take any of these guys up oh no way i was like ah no i'm good i'm good uh, that would be that would be the worst decision ever it's already a wedding is complicated enough just bringing two families together i don't want to have to 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 bring any more people into that um into that uh, stress <laughs> yeah i mean um, you kind of put the was... whole world into it then Oh, it was crazy. I, 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 I never took it seriously, but it was nice to be uh, a thing. Um, and I think, um, yeah, it, it was just, again, one of those things that I just was like, I got to give this a shot. Hey, maybe I'll get like 10 views and it'll be completely embarrassing, but she'll still say yes, I hope. Um, or maybe I'll get a kajillion views and it'll be like a nice thing we could show our kids one day. Um, yeah. That was that was basically it. um luckily i had again like great friends to support me um including my friend sanushka who i mentioned earlier happens to be a a dance teacher and was able to like choreograph the whole thing i had some friends who um were videographers and ended up you know uh shooting a wedding but they shot the video for that um and the whole thing came together through just like a, an amazing group of people that that helped help me do something completely completely unnecessary uh but a huge amount of fun but you 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 um, call all this stuff unnecessary man like you even said you're uh you know making the toilet paper is unnecessary or whatever but <laughs> it all say it all sounds just i don't know your life all makes sense right now it's all a bit say yes to this just go for it just do what makes it makes you laugh what's fun what's passionate and it often life works out the right way you know if you do that um i uh i've been fortunate in that regard um definitely um has that has been so far so good on that front um and there's no clean through line from to my career and i kind of love that about it it's very like uh random walk going from this industry to that industry tech to to media to <laughs> to, to e-commerce uh and, and i love that about it. and i think you know like at the end of the day i want to be able to just do a bunch of different things and learn and and really um have fun with it and so that's been my i didn't really build any lanes for for what i've done um and so that's been that's worked out great for me and and maybe there are people out there who are listening to this who who have a similar thing where there's no but there may not be a particular box or a particular lane they choose and it's kind of like just do them all and um maybe not all at the same time but you'll be switch over your life 
um, from one to the other to the other. And, and that in itself is just a huge amount of, hugely fulfilling and fun if you're able to, to get a wide breadth of experiences under your belt. Yeah, man, I, thank you. I, uh, we'll finish there. I, personally, thank you for coming on. Like I have learned myself that one thing is for sure is to not ever be afraid of changing lanes, you know? Don't ever feel like you're stuck, even if you're in something for 10, 20 years and you feel a change, go for it. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and like, congrats on all, all your success. I, I'm, I'm loving that you're doing this podcast. Um, I, I love your... Um, um, a British man in India kind of take on the world. It's absolutely hilarious, uh, especially when you speak uh, when you're when you're speaking with the locals in, the, in their own language. When I'm trying um, to, <laughs> it's amazing. Um, so um, yeah, um, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it, and I hope this was uh, useful to some of you guys listening yeah. out there. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you if um, anyone has any questions. I'll link everyone to you. And if you could do something for me, you can get in touch with Lily Singh and put her in touch with me and, and <laughs> she can do this podcast. I saw I saw one video you did with her, right? And I was like, damn, that is I my did next do a video. Person. I did do a video with her. She's so nice. Um, she, uh, I was like, uh, I, she, she had no business doing a video with me, but um, we'd, we'd been in a bunch of things together and uh, we did an event together that... Um, I had no, again, no business to be in, even in the same category as her, but we made friends through that and she agreed to do that video for me. It was so super nice of her. Uh, I, she's about to start a late night show, so I made her yeah. amazing story. Um, so yeah, I will, I will, um, see if I can get in touch with her now if she rem- remembers me. Yeah, just say, um, I don't know if you remember me, but I have this guy and we're not really friends. We've just spoke once. He's a British guy in India, so. Yeah, see what she says. <laughs> I'll do my best. No promises, but um, I'm joking. Uh, do... <laughs> anyway, thank you for today, man. And I'll let you know when it's going live. I'll send you across the art- artwork and stuff, all right? Awesome. Thanks again. All right, buddy. Speak soon, man. Bye-bye. Bye bye.